It works. Now you got it going. We're rocking. They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. Welcome. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Today. Happy Pat's Day. You probably didn't notice though because the world's stuck in stuck inside. But hey, we're still here, baby. We're still rocking. You know how we do. It's G Splash, aka the dopest podcast on earth. You know, we kick you six pop culture news stories of the week. And boy, were they something else this week. I'm your host, Bradley Back to my man, Chris. Lucky Watts. I'm here, and I'm still hanging in there, and we're rocking and rolling. Look at us go. What could you This episode number 120, and we're talking about Indiana Jones Adventure. The 25th anniversary of the ride in Disneyland, which is currently not rideable. Unrideable by anybody, because it's all closed down for the virus. Yes, yes. We will talk a little bit more about that towards the end. I didn't want to load this thing up with coronavirus stories because they're everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. You can't, you like see new people and you're like, actually, I guess you don't. You're like looking through windows across the, the street. Like, is anybody over there? Right? Social distancing, Social six distancing. feet, sir. I feel like we're going through these sa- the same thing, but it's very different from where you are to where I am. Yeah, you're just a little bit ahead of me, I feel like. I think that like everything that you've been experiencing gets to me like three or four days later. So like they're like, okay, mm. like we're gonna start thinking about doing this thing and then then they do it and then three days later they're like, we're thinking about it. it's just it's so weird to see how it moves in bigger, bigger environments and like the coast and then when it starts to move inward. So like you know, right. you are in a situation already where they say you can't be on the roads after 8 p.m. And we're closing restaurants and bars and movie theaters and everything. And now we're just getting to the point where, like, the mall here has limited its hours. Movie theaters are going to start closing. Like, there's certain local businesses and restaurants that are closing their doors because, like, it's the right thing to do or whatever. So I feel like in three or four days, you know, you might be to where it's a full quarantine and we might be in a position over here where they're like, well, we can't be out after 8 p.m. You know what I mean? It's just they're just trying to roll it instead of just doing it all at once, which is, I don't know. I don't know. Silly. Make, make it happen or don't. I, don't, I just don't. Yeah. I mean, no one knows what really what what get is it or don't get it. Yeah. But, Chris, we'll talk a little bit about all that stuff later. Uh, sure. Let's while we're on the topic, though, Splash Trash Man episode this week was not uh, available because the movies weren't really available to go to. So we're changing, having to change that structure up a little bit. So once I figure that out, we'll bring that sideshow back. And we'll probably talk some stuff you could stream or something. I'll figure it out. But me and Katie will be back. We'll 
give you that entertainment you need while you're in that household party, baby, because you know it's a party yeah, everywhere. It's a party. Ah, yes. Uh, episode number 121 next week, Chris. I've changed it up a little bit, but we're going to be talking the 30th anniversary of the first Teenage Ninja Turtle movie, which is one of my favorite movies of all times. It's one of the best comic book movies ever made, if I do say so myself. Tell me. You didn't pay money for this. Uh, it's quite a, uh, it's quite an anniversary run we've been on. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I, we had these scheduled. I had, a, I had one for, we did what? One for 10, 20, 25, 30, and 35. Yeah, 35th anniversary of did, Secret Wars is also this year. We've been so. going through a whole big thing, and uh, you know, I, uh, I, I like it. I like reflecting back. I think it's fun. We could just be a podcast that only talks about anniversaries because there's enough of them. There's, there's definitely enough of them. But enough of that, Chris. Let's get into the news, baby. This is the latest from the quarantine news. I'm uh, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, but let's talk a little bit. Yeah, boy, Tom Brady. Looks like he's heading to retire My in the Florida. Brady, what are you talking about? I, I hate know. Tom Brady. I don't know. I know. Everybody does. I could. Some people I really love him. sink him. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are expected to land Tom Brady for the quarterback. Uh, bearing any unforeseen circumstances, told to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Schefter's rather, uh, Jeff Darlington. Also, uh, there is no signing date or official setup, but Brady is expected to be a Buccaneer. The news comes after Brady said goodbye to the New England Patriots in a series of posts on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Yeah, because he said goodbye, and then he's going this, and then it was like, who's gonna get him? But then it looks like a thirty million dollar contract with a year with the Buccaneers so what a change in venue or am I right like if, the, if he follows through yeah. the dude weird from playing for the the freaking Patriots to playing for the to playing for the freaking Buccaneers Buccaneers yeah what a weird uh move for Brady I would have never of all the teams out of all the teams would you ever think the Buccaneers had a shot no, God, no, no chance. I mean, that's the one I was sure it, it was Chargers. Like a- the Chargers were the best fit. And then I, I thought maybe Titans, if they do the Tannehill thing, I'm like, okay, those are the two for me. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's going to go have to live in Tampa Bay. Oh God. <laughs> that's really a city. Speaking of changes, Chris, it is St. Patrick's day. And let's talk about how Sega decided to celebrate St. Patrick's day with Irish, the hedgehog. Now this was a a year a tweet from like a year ago. But to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, the official Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter revealed a brand new addition to the Sonic Rouster. We're talking Irish the Hedgehog. That's right. What started off as nothing more than a viral joke last year has become official. Uh thanks to popular YouTuber Jack Septicai, who lent his voice to the character for the special occasion. Of course, the chances of the world ever seeing Irish the Hedgehog in anything official like a game, movie, cartoon, etc. are probably very slim, but the character is seemingly canon. Uh, what do you think about Irish the Hedgehog, Chris? Um, Good mood, I... dumb mood, whatever, who cares? Mm, I don't know, man. I guess I feel like, did you say one of my options was who cares? Yeah. Then I guess I'll go with who cares, right? What do you think? I mean, it was. You know what? Fuck it. Put them in the game. They it's who's they do they have a game coming out? Like, might as well. I guess not. 
Irish the Hedgehog also just sounds weird. It's, it sounds I mean, like, the name's not very creative, but whatever. And he's just he's just a St. Patrick's Day thing they're going to release and just like leave out there forever. It just feels like it's not very well thought out. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to. It's not that I don't care as much. Not, as I no. just like they didn't think this through. I think it was just a fun St. Patrick's Day thing. And then with the movie out, maybe, maybe. They're like, hey, more sun. Like, dude, the best, speaking on this topic, the best Onion article or tweet in a little while was the one that said freaking, it was like, fans uh fans pile over each other to get into the last screening of sonic before theater shut down (laughs) (laughs) oh sonic Uh, the hedgehog well we'll stay on the gaming topic though okay blair we're talking some blair witch switch blooper team announced that it's 2018 psychological horror game blair witch is coming to the nintendo switch this summer We have one. What? What I still have a Switch? They're going to take my Switch away? Oh, you mean if we have a summer. There you go. Way to catch up to the joke. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) What starts as an ordinary investigation soon turns into an endless nightmare as you confront your fears and the Blair Witch, a mysterious force that haunts the woods. Blair Witch is a first-person, story-driven, psychological horror game based on the cinematic lore of Blair Witch, which was a movie for you kids who are listening and don't know. For you children who don't remember... Do you remember when this movie came out? This is like early internet days. I remember this very, very vividly. It was, it was rated R. No, I, I did not see it. But I remember everybody talked about how freaking it like freaked everybody out. It was the talk of the town. Because the marketing was so good. And again, internet was still new that like the way that this movie was marketed was like a website that found this video footage. Right, yeah. I mean, it's and like, like for uh, for I, I from what I remember, like I watched this on a computer, the full movie. I was like, what, like, yeah, what is what's this? Going on? Who's is this? And is I, this real? and I, what's going on? At one point, it was like legit, thought to be like a real thing. It yeah, wasn't. There was no thing. trailer. It was like, it was just like all. This is like first thing to ever go viral. Like everyone was talking about this, and I, and I, I sat down, went to my friend's house at the time, and we and her just watched it, and in a on a computer, like a. Big boxy giant screen, like, yeah, like waited for it to load Apple, up. Old Quick like Time Mac original, not even a Mac, man. It was like a it was a PC all day. Oh, gross! You guys yeah. were poor. <laughs> well, it wasn't poor. It was, that was like the best machine out. I had a PC too. <laughs> well, that one had like a CD burner, which wasn't a normal thing. <laughs> now they don't have any disk drives on the computers. Timey. All right, bet. Uh, speaking of more. Gaming news, PS5 is on high. Sony Interactive uh, announced that it will reveal more information yeah, tomorrow, about the PS5 which, tomorrow, which is yeah, technically today. Th- Wait, is it today that they did it? Well, it's not. Oh, no, I mean, by the time I know this, what you're saying. By the time so March this launches, 18th yeah. is March when they're going to announce information about the 5, right? Yep. The PlayStation makers didn't provide any specifics on the specifics it will be revealing. That's a stupid sentence. But it implied more information will focus on the console specs and architecture. This could mean information about the console backwards capability or simply a bunch of technical jargon that no one understands. What do you think, Chris? They're they're saying um, that like, they're, they're like people are like, yo, this is this is going to blow everyone's mind. Do they always say this or is this like? Of course they do. All right. Backward compatibility. I mean, it, yeah, it, I'm I'm hopeful they always say this is going to change. Ev- this one changes the game. Maybe this one does. I mean, they're going to come out with the specs. The gaming culture is so 
um, it's so much different than it used to be as far as like console gaming. So I think them coming out and not saying they're as long as they're not just going to do a soft launch where they're like introducing the PS bucket five. And it's like, just like shots of it spinning and like fun light. Like as long as they actually do get in some of the tech stuff, like this is what it can handle this, how fast it can process how much it can hold. Like that stuff does matter. And you know, I hope they do talk about backward compatibility because that's something that the new consoles abandoned and it's just a hassle. You want to play a PS two game. You got to like, not because it's not on the ps store so it's like just give me ability to put in my fucking old discs and play the game you asshats <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> fucking asshat oh man <laughs> i mean e3 is obviously done like there's a lot of stuff not in process i feel like so far gaming is up right now obviously because of the current situation oh my gosh people are gonna lock their houses game and hoard Hella horde, homie. Horde. What's going to be the biggest, newest thing about the PS5 that everyone's going to be like, I got to have it? Why do people, why are people going to have to have it? Yeah. Versus like, I, for for example, I bought a PS4 like two years ago or last year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've had it for two years now. Yeah. There, there won't be exclusive titles right away. That always takes a long time. But I mean, right. it, it is the future. And, and I used to be, you know, I'll say it. I used to be like a console especially when it came to PlayStation, like when it came out, I had to have it in the first like few weeks. Like I had to get on board, but the mm-hmm. problem is then I'd have it. And then other ones would come out later that had maybe like how there's a PlayStation four pro and shit like that. That has more, um, like has terabytes of memory and all that shit. I think right. you still play the same games, but you just don't maybe play them as smoothly or maybe the access is a little more limited. So this one five, it always comes down. It's like when this drops, it's going to be fucking crazy expensive. And then you can say, okay, I want to buy this, but maybe I wait like you did and play the games I can until they don't make those anymore. And, you know, it's just console. It's just the whole the whole console machine. They launch a new big expensive one. They play games for a while and then they switch right. them over. It's a whole deal. So, I mean, what you're looking at here is basically the big things are you should look for is how much memory it has. Probably going to come mm-hmm. out with the base model, hopefully having a terabyte, but they could do a 500 gig, which of would be mem- stupid. Of memory or, or storage? Of memory, of storage in general. Like, Mem- yeah, 500 memory is not going to be big enough for these PS5 games. They're going to be so cl- crisp. Right. And you're going to look for, like, processing power. Like, how fast they're going to run, especially if you're an online gamer with things like Call of Duty and the future of Fortnite and all these things that you're playing online. How yeah, smooth yeah. is that? The so RAM got to be gonna all the way be, up. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the best operating machine. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, I'll be honest, because, like, I didn't even, wasn't even interested in a, the PS4 until Spider-Man. Right. And you're like, I got to get this. Yeah, but again, if if Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming out, then I'll probably have to buy the PS5 for that. But then again, like the, the, the it depends on when it comes out. Whatever. Speaking of whatever, Chris, there's a rumor on the rumor mill for Marvel. Oh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, this rumor was read on the internet on a podcast by Kevin Smith, which he's catching a lot of flack for. It was for whatever. Acknowledging but, an unfounded claim. Yes. Uh, Charlie yeah. Cox... Played Daredevil on the Netflix stuff. Supposed to be uh, apparently in Spider-Man 3. According to Kevin Smith, he was uh, Spider-Man's going to need a lawyer. And apparently they're going to call Matt Murdock. And they're calling Charlie Cox to reprise his role. While the internet just blew up with that shit, he tweeted out and he said, Perspective. While I, too, hope this rumor is true. I only talked about it with my co-host on Fat Man uh, Beyond after I read about it on the internet. Just like everyone else. This means I have no inside info, much like everybody else. I'm a hopeful fan. That's the thing with Kevin Smith. He's he's a, a fan just like the rest of us. 
he does have access to know some of this info. So when he says something, the internet loses its mind. What are the, what's this, what's the old Spider Man saying, man? With great power comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. That's what happens, man. You guys, you guys test spout off on a rumor. It's gonna get legs, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this, Brad? Do you think this is a possibility? Do you think this is just gossip? Um, I was thinking about this, and whether this is true or not, I feel like if it was true or is true. I feel like this is something that Disney would be like, we can't do that now. Right. It's like, oh, boy, if we do that, we're crossing some stuff. Well, not only that, but like it's it's out now. People want it like now everyone kind of, you know, it's not like if it is, then then what? Then you're going to open the door. And then what's Netflix going to say about it? This just sounds weird to me. Like if he gets a lawyer and needs a lawyer and he calls Matt Murdock, that's one thing. But having Charlie Cox come in as much as I would love because he was a great daredevil. This doesn't seem like a smart business move. But I guess it's Sony. But does Sony and Netflix have beef? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I keep going in my head. I'm like, because the logistics seem difficult. Because, yeah, you're right. The Sony thing and the Marvel partnership and the Marvel and Netflix and Marvel owns this. And that's like, if you were, and I don't know. Because then you basically are acknowledging full on that all that stuff did happen and was part of it. You know, it seems like Disney is trying to cut that all away. Like, I could imagine a world in this movie where, Matt Murdock is introduced, but it would be it, it makes me feel like they would want to introduce someone who's like brand new. I don't I don't know brand not even brand new. Like I would throw in that old classic like this is Daredevil. He's been operating for like seven years. You know what I mean? Or ten years. Like he's like a experienced almost like Peter Parker from um Into the Spider Verse, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's sort of like a mentor, but in a different way. It's like oh you're a vigilante too. Like cool, but Matt Murdock does things a little more beat him up style. And Spider Man's like I don't know if I'm into that. Because he's, but he's a little more like I could be your mentor, but we're not the same kind of deal. He's also his lawyer. I don't know. I could see it. that'd be a cool plot line, but they're just that, the whole Spider-Man thing. Like, I mean, obviously they pump out good movies, and Tom Holland's great and stuff, but I just don't know what they're trying to make that thing do. Yeah, it's, it is very confusing on the horizon. Uh, apparently, you know, Tom Holland's come out and been like, "Oh, it's gonna uh, Spider-Man three is gonna be phenomenal," and I'm sure we'll all love it. The future is just very unclear as far as what Sony is up to, and. You know, it goes back to they can still you any any character they introduce in the Spider-Man film they own, and, ne- and those characters technically can't are, aren't supposed to be in the MCU, right? That was like the right, deal. Yeah. Well, is there like is but they're not. I'm trying to think because like to so like Michael Keaton in the Morbius trailer. Yeah, like, he's part of that. He's part of this like Venom verse they're calling it, which is weird too. Right, but then where it's like those are it's more like they're trying to start up Marvel Knights for like Sony's trying to own Marvel Knights. But mm-hmm. also pop, pair with them, and it's like maybe that doesn't work, you know, with Universal's dark thing. And but maybe I mean they make do it. Marvel could because they're like, oh, we'll get a Blade movie going, and then we already have Morbius in the works, and we're bringing back these villains, the Sinister Six, and like we have the we have Venom and Spider Man. It's like I see sort of what the world they're building, but then I'm also like, man, make pick a fucking lane, like and just like get everything in that. Quit being so like all over the board. Yeah, I mean the way they're rolling it out too isn't. The cleanest rollout. It's like a dangle to see yeah, how we like, oh, react. This piece, and yeah, like, oh. that's it, man. It's like, yeah. hey, if we put this character in this movie, how how do you guys like that? Did you enjoy that? Like, they're so. It feels like movie companies, especially when it comes like fan type geek stuff. Like, they're so they're all so afraid after seeing what's happened to like Star Wars and shit. 
that they're yeah. like, okay, they just like dip. Like, what if this guy was in here? Would you guys like that? And people are like, I don't like that. They're like, oh, we won't do that. We won't, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. I mean, instead of being like, this yeah. is all called the Spider Verse. It's about this guy. Here's what's gonna fucking happen. And here's the twenty movies that are gonna do it. Yeah, and I think the behind the scenes thing just really is a distraction for the whole thing on the whole. But I will say this, you know, they threw in Woody Harrelson for a post credit scene that was laugh. The movie was laughable. I'm, you liked the movie though, right? You liked Venom. I did not like Venom. I everybody, like- so many people in my life like Venom, and I, I never, I didn't hate it. It just, it missed too many times to be missed good. The it mark- was a meh. It just was too far. It had I, it had I, so much potential, and it blew it like ten times in a row for me. It's a hard meh. Yeah, it's a hard meh, right? Okay, I think that's what I we said in general. I have to go to the tape. That being said, we got the throwaway post credit scene of Woody Harrelson looking terrible. Mm-hmm. And he'll be back. That's all Venom 2 shit. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. We've already seen what he looks like in Venom 2, which they keep giving this guy new hair, thinking that kind of like That's what they do with the Son- Sonic the Hedgehog. They're like, keep oh, Keep moving shit, that hair know. around, baby, and people yeah. like it. People don't. They should people... basically just put all mood boards. When they start a movie for like comics now, basically what they're saying is like, hey, guys, here's the script and all the mood boards. Go through and fix everything and then send it back to us. It's like, quit crowdsourcing all your shit. Just like, get it out. Who knows? We could talk Marvel all day. I don't yeah, know if it's could. true. I, w- I think I would rather see it not be true just because it's going to open a weird door and we got to get through this next year. Yeah, so we do. Don't, don't be weird about it. If Feige's in charge and it's a Feige move or if it's a if it's a Marvel move, it might work out. If it's a Sony move, I'm not confident that it will. I agree. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk about all this stuff because, Chris, this is the last story in our news section here. Again, I was I didn't want to talk about the coronavirus because it's everywhere. Everyone's dealing with it. Everyone's Everybody's reading. talking about it. Nobody's Every- not talking about it. I went through like at least twenty different websites. One non-coronavirus story for every like thirty posts. So if you want your fix, you can get it. But we'll talk a little bit about it. And the reason I want to talk about it a little bit is because looking back at the docket from last week, we reported on. Coachella being canceled or South by Southwest being canceled and mm-hmm, all these big things. It's changed so much in seven days. It's unbelievable. Seven days. Like the world is shut down now. Like we're all the way, everything from like Idris Elba, Tom, like Tom I Hanks, know, man. Kevin Durant. Now movie theaters are shut down. Restaurants are closed. It is what it is. Obviously we, we, we focus on entertainment here and movies are a big part of our show. It's definitely weird to see. The movie theater closed. I mean, so, you got kicked out yesterday. I did. I did get kicked out, like lights on right before a bloodshot was about to start. And I was like, oh, this is not good. I don't know if they just felt because there is a curfew here at 8 p.m. in Jersey. Yeah, it's so funny. You told you said you said, yeah, they got an 8 p.m. curfew. So da, da, da. and then I was like, and you're like, yeah, I just kicked me out of the movie. And I was like, wait a minute, man. I was like on my clock. I'm like, didn't he? He went, he went to like a 645 movie. What do you think was going to happen? They weren't going to kick him out. It was like, hey, it's a hard curfew. We just got told that we needed to shut down indefinitely. And so it, there was no information to follow that. Like, But there were people who pulled into the parking lot as I was going in. They're like, hey, we wanted to buy, we wanted to go see this movie, but it says it's sold out. And I was like, what time is the movie? They're like, 9 o'clock or 8, 8.30 or something. And I was like, you know, there's a curfew. The curfew is like at 8. And they're like, "What's what curfew? What are you talking about? And I was like, Wow. Like, there are some people who are just, like, not paying attention to what's going on. I don't know how that it's works. It's such a strange thing, right? Like, talk, we talk about stuff like all these big things getting canceled and, like, 
you know, just in general, like the news where you're at compared to where I'm at, but still there's people and we don't need to get into like the pol the politics side or whatever. Cause there's right, people right, out there right. right now. They're just being dumb idiots. And there's like, well, I don't know what the big paddock's all about. It's like, shut the fuck up. I hope your whole family gets it and dies. Not the point. <laughs> what I'm, what I'm or, saying is, or you could come back from a 12 fucking day isolation. Yeah. yeah isolation. Like Jared Leto no, and come sure, back. But like, like, Oh fuck. Coachella gets like Corona might- yeah. You I mean, shouldn't be someone that's like, what do you mean? What's that? What's, what's being canceled? It's like, why is this all a surprise to you? Like turn on any kind of news ever. So it's weird that people are just so, some people are so in touch. Maybe some people are going way overboard in what they're doing prepared wise, but like there's so many people out there still who are just like, don't even know what's going on or paying attention when the rest of the world is like going into shutdown. It's so weird. Yeah. And we'll, we'll focus back on, on movies and stuff, but I mean, we're seeing black widow get pushed back. I, I saw that fan uh Fast and Furious got nine got pushed back, but I was like thinking it was like a couple months or whatever, but they pushed it, but they were like, nah, fuck that. We're going next year. Right. They, a whole year. They're, wait, they're going next year now? Twenty twenty one. Oh damn. They're probably gonna do some reshoots. Might as well. Well, I mean, I guess you can't really do reshoots. Everything's getting shut down. Uh Quiet Place two. Obviously yep, that movie's that's gonna got get pushed. Shut down. Uh Black Widow. I said that. Oh yeah, sorry, but I was just thinking about how like that's gonna they're worried that's gonna throw off the whole Marvel like the whole movie phase four. Yeah, probably it probably will. And now people are are like bring it to Disney Plus, blah blah blah. But it's like we're gonna downplay that movie so much to just throw it on Disney Plus. I get that some of the movies that are out or that are currently like like these movies that launched this last weekend. We're talking Bloodshot. What? There was that movie that was like a Christian movie. Oh yeah, like uh, I still believe. I, I still believe. Yeah, yeah, you know it. And. And then the other one was um on the, oh the hunt that which is a movie that I believe oh, Donald yeah, Trump yeah, tried to yeah, shut the, down or whatever yeah yeah so the those best I mean you've never seen yeah so that sucks for them because like the the, it, the weekend just threw them down the tube and there was no there was no bouncing back fi- financially from that but a lot of studios NBC I know is pushing some movies early to on on demand Star Wars got pushed up and they're working on that system obviously Frozen two. Got put on Disney Plus. Yeah, did they freaking just drop that shit? They're like, here you go, kids. Because, I mean, it wasn't supposed to come out on Disney Plus for a long time, but it was already on sale. So a lot of people bought it. We bought it. And then the next day they were like, yeah, Disney's going to drop Frozen 2 on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, and they like, and I saw that, like, if you went on there the day before they did, it said, Frozen 2, watch the preview coming April 16th or whatever. And then the next day it was like, it's here. Like, so your kids don't tear the goddamn walls down. It's crazy time. It is crazy. It's new. I don't think anyone has an answer of what best to do. Obviously, you know, we talked off the pod about how we're going to try and stay sane while we're indoors. Hopefully we can stick to the pod and and make some good podcasting stuff for everyone to enjoy while we'll put some stuff up there, make people happy, make them feel nice, give them something to listen to. I like it. We got some antics up our sleeves. That is still got it. We yeah. still got it. We up in here. I'm Loki. I think I'm starting to lose it. It's only day two. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in trouble. Yeah, <clears throat> but we're not in San Francisco, who is all the way shut down. So, yeah, that one's that one. They're they're out of it. It's a crazy wave, and I don't want to be naive to the point to like this shit could get worse, man. Did we we talked about that yesterday. Like this shit could get oh, worse. Right. Oh, it could get worse. Absolutely. We're worried about I movie mean, theaters right now, but like it could low key be like Walking Dead type of shit where you're blowing up people for walking on property. 
you know, we just have like a, we have a sunny disposition disposition to say that this is all going to be okay and fine, which I think is good. And it, when it blows over, like you talk in ways of like that, like eventuality, like, you know, when this blows over, we'll get back to normal life and stuff. And it's easy to do that and feel confident. Like, I mean, I'll be honest, even though I feel very prepared and very informed and I'm doing what I can, like, I also am hoping our Disney trip at the end of April really still happens. I'm like, it will, it'll be fine. It's all going to clear up by like the 16th of April. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then I'm like, well, fuck, what if it isn't? What if this is like months? And what if this is like a fucking pain in the ball? What if it gets real bad out there? Like, we'll just have to see. I mean, the what if going bad seems like way less probability of happening, but it's good to be prepared just in case, you know, the sky catches on fire or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's funny because, you know, when I bought the plane ticket, it was like, what if this thing gets worse? You're like, eh, it's not going to get worse. <laughs> it won't get worse. And then it got worse. Like, eh, it'll probably yeah. get better. Literally, that was a week ago. If you are out there listening right now, just be safe. We hope our best wishes and everything go to you and your family. Like, stay inside, practice social distancing, wash your hands, all that that stuff they keep telling you about. But really, at the end of the day, just, like, be safe because it's not about yeah. you. It's not about how healthy you yes. feel. It's about don't, all the people out there and the healthcare workers that are going to be don't, in it. If you go to get tested, give your real name and real address. Because yeah. you're talking on some serious shit here. And this woman in New Jersey who's at large right now running around. With the coronavirus positive on her, there's like a manhunt for her. So let's not turn this into the purge real quick, okay? Let's let's yeah, be fair. Don't make this on calm, some movie shit. Relax. I'd rather watch movies than be in one. But speaking of movies, Chris, <clears throat> classic movies like Indiana Jones, there was a ride made about 25 yeah, years ago. And we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about Indiana Jones Adventure. <laughs> My eyes, your path now leads to the gates of doom. <laughs> nice driving, pal. Man, today we are talking about the 20... This was on a schedule. We we had this on the schedule to talk about tonight. And it is kind of interesting because it is the 25th anniversary. Disney was obviously celebrating that at their parks. And now they are closed. Mm-hmm. So part of the celebration is basically over. But they were doing cool stuff. Like they had a Funko Pop around the, the park. It was it at Disneyana? On Main Street. Uh, yep, yep. The Wonder Ground They had one. At the, there's a, there's a Disney. There's one across the way from Indiana Jones and the Bazaar. The Bazaar is all decked out right now for Indiana Jones. You could find um, it there. Yep, and along with that, over at the Tropical Hideaway, they had stuff like, uh, specialty snacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're do, they're they're doing a cool thing. Some of the some of the merch is actually pretty cool. There's like some also photo booth stuff, booth stuff. Like you can like hold up a special like seal or whatever and they take get your picture taken with it and all kinds of shit like that yeah they had the uh dole whip loaded with chocolate a chilled yeah, shaker style one. salad yeah. with crunchy noodles which that looks nice. phenomenal uh and then over at the bangle barbecue you can enjoy a specialty rib bowl with Cantonese barbecue sauce and steamed rice well you could mm. but now you can so they oh, did everything yeah. like they did a lot of cool things much like they do with these things i had cards i think too some Probably like a pin. There's always a pin. Always. 
stuff like that. There's a few really cool pins, actually. They're, like, different colors of the logo and stuff. It's pretty cool. I mean, they're going all out to celebrate Indiana Jones. I mean, it's one of their most successful rides of all time. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's one of the most successful franchises of all time. So uh, I think it's really cool that they appropriately represent it. It's easy to represent the cartoons and the Disney classic movies. But uh, I think it's cool when you have something like Indiana Jones. If you think about all the rides in the park, you know, if it's not a Disney movie, specifically a cartoon one, the ride is probably it's either that or it's something that's all stands alone uh except for you had star tours was the only exception until obviously the addition of galaxy's edge and avatar world but like in the parks it was like if that's not a disney cartoon it's just like a haunted mansion or a pirates of the caribbean this was like something that was based on a movie but was also you know a massive hit yeah also i mean i guess the only other one i would say is maybe uh the roger rabbit ride in toontown yeah, oh, that's a great that's a great call. Actually, I forgot like when Roger Rabbit opened. That yeah, was the it, same thing. It's like there's Disney it was stuff technically in it. Technically, a Disney, yeah, yeah, it was fifty percent Disney, but it still was like cartoonish. It's in Toontown, so but that is a great it's a great one to call out. Yeah, because I mean they I mean Disney owned Touchstone, which is yeah. that's what that movie. But I miss um, Touchstone. Yeah, that little thing that went that little across the world. Yeah, like it looked like a piece of bark though. It was dope. I used to love that thing. But some history on the ride itself because there is a, a lot of it. But groundbreaking for the Temple of Forbidden uh Temple of the Forbidden Eye began in August 1993 with more than 400 imagineers working on its design and construction. Tony Baxter, I'm sure if you've seen Disney Plus stuff, you've seen his face. You know Tony but Baxter he led, is the best. Yeah, he led a core project team of nearly 100 imagineers on this project. Uh he created to create a space for a half-mile queue area and the 50,000-square-foot show building, an area of former Eeyore parking lot, which was demolished. This is actually an employee parking lot. Did you know that? Eeyore was? Eeyore was an employee parking lot, and oh. you can still see the Eeyore sign if you yeah, have a flashlight. It is still hidden in there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, one of the for you. Yeah, one of the cool things about Disneyland is that they always say, like, it's never finished, so they'll leave those things around. Yeah, super so cool. You'll see that you are assigned somewhere. The monorail and jungle ride cruise attractions, which were close, were uh, rerouted, and Disney filed for a plat- uh, patent on the ride system on November 16th, 1995, which I believe was after the ride opened, which is very weird to me. Maybe that's, a t- maybe that's an error. I got this from Wikipedia, but who knows? Chris, did you know this? Harrison Ford was asked to reprise his role as Indiana Jones, but ultimately negotiations to secure Ford's participation broke down in December 1994 for unknown reasons. Right. Yes, 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 yes. For unknown reasons, and instead, Dave Temple provided the voice of Indiana Jones. So that's actually not Harrison Ford in the ride. Did you know that? No, it's not. It's not him or his. I didn't know that. It's not his voice. Yep, it's clearly not, which is a real big bummer. And I thought that when they renegotiated, they should have gone back in and got the track and redid the whole thing. But apparently it never worked out. And it's a real big freaking bummer. But Ford's physical likeness, however, uh, has been used subsequently on an auto animatronic figure. The Temple of Forbidden Eye premiered on March 3rd, 1995. Among early invited celebrity guests was George Lucas, Michael Eisner, head of Disney at the time, Dan Aykroyd, Arnold, Brendan Fraser, Wayne Gretzky, Keenan Ivory Waynes, Dennis Miller, who's the boss, uh, Tony Danza, and Carrie Fisher. What a weird group of people to invite to this ride. But maybe they were... what a strange mix of of folks. But maybe they were, like, in their prime. That's true. Maybe it was like, hey, we really want to show this off. Well, could you picture all these celebrities on one of the Jeeps just 
<laughs> going into the ride. Oh Jesus! Yeah, what a random assortment of folks. But I mean, it was such a it was a big deal when this thing went went off. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also to promote the the attraction, Disney Channel promote produced a half hour long TV program entitled Indiana Jones Adventure, which featured. Karen Allen and John Ray's Davies reprising their roles from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Chris, before this podcast, I watched it. Wow, was it tough to get through? <laughs> but I watched it. It's on <laughs> I YouTube. Did it. I did it. It was. T- it's like it was called behind the scenes. So I was hoping to learn a little bit more about the ride. But they talked to, you know, uh, Tony Baxter. They talked to Michael. Michael Eisner kind of hosted a little bit. A couple of an- other Imagineers. You didn't like it, huh? I mean, it was just like it's obviously dated. But there yeah, are things. It's that, just promotion. It's a promotional video. It's basically. a pro. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else can I say about the ride? It was sponsored by AT and T from originally from 1995 to 2002, and they would give out like these decoder cards, which oh, shit, had an advertisement. Yeah, had an advertisement of you know it was like call ATT, which is like one eight hundred collect. That was mm-hmm. like a thing. The thing that people used to when you used to call somebody collect and be like, "Mom, pick me up. I'm at the gym." And they'd be like, yeah. "You have I'm a collect call." Boy. From, yeah, yeah. Now you don't have those. You just have a cell phone. Hey, just anyway, phone call people. The crazy thing about this ride, I think this the most important thing, and we'll talk some other crazy stuff. I want to talk, you know, some of the things that are originally started in, in the ride that aren't in the ride anymore. But the hydraulic system, which Disney patented on this ride, one of the first ones that ever it was like a and a dark ride, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was very unique. <laughs> I was, I was expecting, I took a drink, and I was expecting you to kind of let go on on that. Oh, I later. thought you were gone. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yes, the ride system itself, I mean, for a dark ride, it, it was a whole new way that they would, the system itself, the car is actually on top. You're on a track, obviously, but the car is on top of an apparatus that basically made it move. In the past, in a dark ride, you would be, you'd get into the Jeep, let's say, in the old way. And that Jeep was on the tracks. And you still see that in a lot of rides like Mr. Toad's Adventure. And you see that in like even Who Framed Roger Rabbit. While your car spins, it's still attached. This is the first time where you're actually, your car is floating on top of hydraulic system that's on top of the track. So while the car is moving, the hydraulics move you to make you feel like you're going over dirt clumps. Like you're going up and down. Like if you're going down a hill, you know, it feels like you're going up. It also helps to manipulate your sense of speed. So when you'll hear the engine roar, and the, the whole thing is full of optical illusions, but... One of the best right. ones is the fact that when you go fast, the front will pick up and the bottom will lean. So it actually feels like you're going faster, even though you haven't changed speeds. And when you need to hit the brakes while it slows down to brake, obviously, the back will kick up and the front would go down. So it makes it feel like you're stopping way more abruptly. So there's this there's this feeling of speed it gives you. There's also this feeling of like a more it's just a more interactive, engaging style. And, and the problem right. with it was it actually after first couple of years, it had to be toned down because it yeah, was too, too, too it was too much like the jostling back and forth. You get mm-hmm. jostled a little. I could see why it could be maybe for some people a little too much, but I think it's in a good sweet spot right now where you kind of get tossed a little, but you're not uncomfortable in your seat. In the old days, when they first had for those first years, it was like a pretty oh, wild throw you around. It was, yeah. it was doing some damage to the track. So it's in a good place now, but it's definitely a cool system that you've seen a lot of um, rides take off from there and learn from the idea of, we can move someone through a ride, a dark ride, and we don't have to anchor them to the floor or have them sus- like hanging from one thing like Peter Pan does. We can have the car be its own apparatus. And now you see iterations that are so much beyond that, like with the Harry Potter rides where you're basically right. on a, an arm that takes you through and swings you, or the new Spider-Man, which uses an oscillating arm that picks up your whole car and moves it around so it feels like you're you know floating. So 
we've seen the future move from a darkless uh, a, a dark ride that was just all stuck on a track to now where you can basically move 360 upside down all around on an oscillating yeah. arm all because indiana jones started a new way of thinking so that's really cool yeah supposedly and you know i'd like to believe that this is true but i could be wrong there's no ride the same if you ride that thing a hundred times you're going to ride that thing a hundred different times algorithms is so random on the hydraulics they won't ever be they'll be similar motions probably in certain areas but supposedly it's never the same right and i just did a whole demonstration with my hand right now that and nobody, nobody can, can see. see it wow i really like i felt the little burn from waving my hand around like a goddamn wizard no this ride like this ride is dope i remember i waited a while before i even was able to go to disneyland to see it but man this is one of my favorite rides Oh, it's such a it's such a great ride. It's such a fun experience and it's just it's great. Like you said, Chris, there was some optical illusions and one of the original things that's actually not there anymore. And the ride has definitely changed. Originally, the first thing you went into was that corridor of three different I don't even know, temples? Yeah, yeah, the three the three temple doors. So it was like one for um Oh man. One was for one wealth. was like the fountain of youth. Yeah, one wealth. was the fountain of youth. One was wealth, and one was knowledge. And the knowledge opened into a room that was full of stars. The wealth opened into a treasure room, and the fountain, fountain of youth, of youth what was like waterfalls. Like yeah, it was what, like it was waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. So not waterfalls, but like like a water. There was water involved. Yeah, water. But, it, was, it was like it was falling over, and it split apart, so you drove through it. Yes, and I didn't notice this. I haven't been to Disneyland in a long time, but in 2014 probably because it's right around the last time I went, but they stopped doing that. It's only, it gets, it just takes you through the center now. You don't even, you don't even go through the center anymore. You turn off to the left. Is it always to the left? Like the wall, yeah. like it used to, the, the temples used to move in a way that made you think you were going through a different door, but you weren't, you were going through the same one. It just kind of changed. Yeah. But yeah, so now it was always the same door, but now it's just, towards it, it all you says, turn to the left and you go. So you just leave the doors alone, which is a great illusion because the walls moved. And you just never knew what you're going to get. It was random. Totally random. I mean, the best, though, the best optical illusion is is absolutely the boulder. The boulder, yeah, yeah. Where... I mean, because at the very end of the ride, you, you know, you pull up in your thing, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, whatever, and Indiana Jones is hanging or whatever, then he pulls up, and then the big boulder roll is rolling towards you. It looks like it's going to hit you, and then the track in front of you drops, and you go down. It it feels like the, what, the real optical illusion, if you've ridden this ride, or, or you, you can look for it when you do, is the fact that, you're, it feels like you're reversing really fast to try and get away and escape the boulder, and the boulder's coming closer. What's really crazy is that the boulder is not coming closer to you in the sense of rolling. The boulder, the tunnel is actually shrinking. So the sound effect makes it sound like you're going backwards. The car tilts to make it feel like you're going to reverse when you're actually not moving. And then as the tunnel collapses, it makes the optical illusion that the ball is rolling towards you when in fact it's not. Like it's just being pushed. So yeah. when the track drops, you go, you actually haven't moved at all. Although you yeah, feel no, you that haven't. you've outrun like the a walls, boulder. Yeah. The walls move. Yeah. It's, it's, it's masterfully done and uh, it's, imagineering. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, another thing that I noticed too, with like, this is, I don't know if this is one of the first rides to do this, but we talked, like I said before about the queue, it's a long queue and they put stuff in the queue to kind of keep you entertained throughout. But since it has changed, I guess that bamboo, you know, you used to shake the, the bamboo thing and then like the, the wall would come down or the mm -hmm. ceiling yeah, would come the, down. The queue has some interactive stuff. You A bamboo and from Temple of Doom 
the spiked ceiling and floor. There's a part where you walk through the line and you basically walk through a tall hallway and on both sides of the spikes are there. And, um, there's like skulls and stuff stuck on them. If you pulled that, the walls would come down a little and you'd hear like a mach- machine creaking sound. And if you stepped on certain tiles along the way, you'd the blow, it would blow air at you like the blow darts. There's a, a archeologist that's hanging down doing some research. You can't see him, but you can see a rope and it says, please don't pull the rope. If you pull the you rope, pull you the can rope, hear him fall and crash. Uh, there was little interactive pieces like that all throughout, but over time it just has been too much of a weight. Like it was just too much to make sure that that thing would always come down and people are really hard on stuff. Like they just want to fucking jerk on it and drag it out. Cause yeah, people yeah. are the worst animals ever. Like there, you should literally be tased. Like if you, I don't care if you're a kid, like if you're like on that thing, just like ripping it out of the wall, you should be allowed to be tased by Disney. But, um, yeah, yeah so that's, that's tough. Like that's that, some really fun interactive stuff. Yeah, it was. And, um, I, I remember that, but I guess now that, bamboo pole just bends by itself and it's like yeah it's just bendy rubbery one of the but cool it, like things, it, I mean, it bends by itself but like it doesn't do anything so like it just looks yeah, like it's happens. bending for no reason yeah it's like it's like sorry guys that this fucking sucks um one cool thing though is i mean like that was the first there's been some there's been places where there's cool interactive things like maybe you walk by a video or a little screen like that's always been a part of the cues but yeah, the it was the first was time that there were like too. things that you could secretly kind of interact with or touch or mess with. And other rides have kind of replicated that. And now we're seeing with like go Disney and Disney play where in line you can play games or in some of the actually have like digital things set up so you can like play with it. Like a great example is at Disney world in the seven doors, mine car ride. As you're going through the queue, there's these long stretches where there's a screen that looks like a river that's going by and jewels float by and you, you match the jewels as you're standing there. So it gives you a little game to play and Haunted Mansion in Disney World also has some cool like bubble machine and this bookcase puzzle. And so there's other rides that have replicated that. But really, I mean, Indiana Jones started something in the sense of like Easter eggs hidden in the ride, the mechanics of how a ride is, how important a queue is to a ride. It was the first of its kind like that. Right. Uh, and then also, you know, interactive elements while you're waiting in line because the lines were super long and it's a half mile or a quarter mile or whatever to get you through the entire queue to the ride and the way that it's built and loops back on itself is just beautiful when you look at it from overhead yeah i think i wanted to ask you this too how do you feel about the projection stuff in the indiana jones ride what do you mean by projection stuff like the so now there's i I think they're were they supposed to refurbish this ride this year? Yeah, it was supposed to go for a big refurbishment ahead of the um, ahead of the 20th anniversary or the 40th anniversary. What? No, sorry. 45th. Thir- Thir- no, it's 25th. 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 Thank you. 25th anniversary. Um, but then apparently that got delayed because they were able to go in and re- they're going to do a full thing where they like change the bridge and all this stuff. But like, I guess they're going to hold out until slow season after summer. Now hmm. they're able to reinforce the bridge. That's what I hear. I'm fingers crossed they're not going to be like, surprise, bitch, and they're going to close it the week we're there. Of course they would. Uh, <laughs> we can even make it. Surprise! Um, a lot of the ride, too, was there was this one part they got rid of. It was kind of supposed to make you feel like you were going into a different dimension, and they would cloud the room with fog of lightning that would go through it, and then they would make the, the car kind of feel like it was floating right? and going through this, like, hidden dimension of doom and then indiana jones was at the end of it but it they toned down the fog so you can't you can see everything and it doesn't feel like that anymore 
Yeah, fog's, so, fog's not, not fog's not expensive, but it has a tendency to cause problems because it's it's moist, and moistness leads to issues with mechanics. It turns out. But it is like you said, man. There's been so many good things about this ride. I don't see this ride going anywhere. I do oh, wish no that Harrison Ford would have figured that out, but yeah, it's a real so bummer now, that's not him. It and, and the problem for me is like it's not even close. Like when you hear it, really? you're like, I see. It I didn't know like somebody really because I now now that you but, know, see, like maybe you'll know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like you're gonna hear me you be like, "Oh, you, that's you... not even fucking close." Like, it's, I knew <laughs> so when I went there. I'm like, "Oh, that's just somebody." Like, "Hey, Tom from accounting, get in here. You do a Harrison Ford impersonation." He was like, "I hate snakes," and they're like, "Good enough." <laughs> like, it's not great, and I bet you could be fooled. But then it's I now when you get on the ride, Brad, you're gonna be like, "That don't sound like Harrison Ford." God damn. Yeah, you just totally ruined the magic for me. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate snakes. I hate Sign snakes. Sign them up. Get him in the there. Guy. Get him in the booth. In there. We need somebody. Hopefully the world doesn't turn into Zombieland 2, because that wasn't a good movie. But... Oh, zinger. Yeah. Was it barely a... Yeah. Man. Uh, But stick around, because it's going to be exciting stuff here at G-Splash. Yeah, you know how we do here. Trucking through. Trucking through. We're not going to be talking movies all the time. We're going to be talking all things pop culture because that's what we do. It's been a crazy week. I hope everyone is snuggled warm. Uh, I know it's a lot of stress and anxiety from everybody. So work on your yoga. I'm doing Get it. I'm the- day four of a 30-day challenge. I'm killing it so far. It's super go. hard I know- and I hate it. <laughs> I knew Allie would get you into the yoga stuff because you have nothing else to do. Oh man, I was like, I, I'm like, Allie, I gotta do something. So I started doing it. And then now she's like, every day, she's like, get your ass on that mat. And I'm like, okay. So, but it's, it feels good. I think it's gonna help me not eat everything in my house in five days. No, it's gonna, that's the tough part is like being in the house and you're like, oh, I'm so fucking hungry, but I can't eat everything. <laughs> that's the hard part. That's the tough you part. You can't ration your rations. But I hope you're safe. Stick with your family. Enjoy your streaming. There's gonna be tons of, there's, Catch up on everything you haven't caught up on. That that show it, you always say you're mean to watch, just fucking sit down and watch it. I know how I hard finish. it is, actually. You say, I'm going to sit down and watch it. And right. then you're like, well, I don't want to sit. And then I got to get into it. Just put it on, and time's going to fly right by, amigos. And just when you think you've conquered Netflix and Disney+, Plus, you forgot that you had Apple+, Plus, which was free, that you just like, fuck it, it's free. There's a bunch of stuff on there you haven't even looked at. I know I haven't. No, bro. There's that show with what's his name, Rob. Yep. Mac from Always Sunny. I watched the first episode, and I loved the show. I thought the show was was pretty good. Um, I forget what it's called. Must have been a great show. Yeah, I know. It's on Apple Plus. What are you gonna do? Uh, Westworld started though, season three. I haven't even finished season two, so I gotta catch up on that. Is there anything that you're gonna catch up on, Chris? Yeah, I gotta watch Breaking Bad. What? You haven't finished Breaking Bad? I never started it. Never watched. I've watched the first episode uh, twice, so I guess well, I have technically started it. But uh, well, as we say over here, well, as we say over here, Chris, welcome to the potty pal. The potty pal. We'll be back here kicking you all the antics you need to hear to keep you sane while we go crazy here at G Splash. Dope show. Dope show. You know how we do. I'm Bradley Baxter. My man Chris Bucky Watts. Yeah, baby.